At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 303 on Now You Know. And you know, we couldn't do this show without the Patreons. Help support us bring you independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know you're going to find some amazing perks that help keep this show going. Thank you. And we're brought to you by bigbattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. And check this out. Big Battery came to the rescue for the city of South Pasadena, supplying cutting edge, no pun intended, lithium battery solutions to reduce operating costs, noise, and toxic fumes on municipal golf courses. Yeah, so pick up your batteries today at bigbattery.com. Use the code now you know for 10% off. This week's show is sponsored by Policy Genius. Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to sign up for life insurance. Did you know it costs more as you get older? If I could just get covered now, I could just lock in a rate for like 10 or 20 year policies. So what's the problem? Well, I'm trying to find the best policy and it's such a pain. I have to call like a dozen insurance companies to get quotes or I have to go to different websites and fill out individual forms and then I have to get quotes from different companies that don't use the same numbers so they're nearly impossible to compare. So why aren't you using Policy Genius? What's that? Policy Genius is an insurance marketplace. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. And then what? I'm going to have to call up some insurance company and go through all that work again? No, when you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling. Wait, who is doing this for me? Policy Genius's licensed experts who work for you, not the insurance companies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I have room in the budget for hiring a licensed insurance agent. No, it's completely free. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. So help support this show and possibly save $1,300 or more per year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Go to policygenius.com slash now you know. All right, so it looks like Tesla is turning lemons into lemonade in Shanghai. So Elon is opening a lemonade stand? Uh, no, no. What I mean is we all know Giga Shanghai has had production limited because of COVID restrictions with less workers being able to work. So Tesla seems to be taking advantage of what would have been probably more limited production to upgrade the factory. According to Bloomberg, Tesla will start upgrading Giga Shanghai in July to increase the output of Model Ys from 11,000 per week pre-pandemic to 14,000 units a week and to increase production of the Model 3 from 5,500 units per week pre-pandemic to 7,700 units a week. Okay, so that's 5,200 more vehicles produced per week uh, when they're done with this upgrade. When will that be? Well, according to Tesla's HR, the plant will be shut down from July 1st to July 4th. And according to Bloomberg, they'll be at full production by August 7th. My guess is that like they're shutting down to get the equipment in, probably takes a few weeks to like install it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I guess early August, they're back up and running. 
Well, that's exciting. I mean, that would mean a combined output of 21,700 cars per week or a little over a million cars per year out of one plant. Yeah, I mean, let's keep in mind that in May, Tesla was able to produce 33,544 vehicles in Shanghai because they had limited production. Uh, Tesla is targeting producing 71,000 vehicles in June, which would be an all-time high. Fingers crossed for that. I don't know if they're actually going to hit that number. So over on the Rivian forums, now that we're Rivian owners, uh, one new owner of the Rivian R1T electric pickup truck, his name is The Sasquatch, has experienced kind of a serious problem, Jesse. I thought we should talk about mm -hmm. his accelerator pedal on his one-week-old Rivian uh, broke off. You know, we should go check on our Rivian and see what's up, because I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> All right, let's go do okay. it. Okay. I mean, it doesn't feel good. You know, the whole thing kind of flexes. You know, I'm trying not to. It might be. Oh, I think I see what could cause it. Yeah, I think it's actually wearing. I think right there where it meets the metal, you'll see this in a second. I think I see what might be the start of a crack or at least a crack prop uh, propagation point. I don't know. Okay, so what did you see when you were under there? All right, so they, it's, a, it's a nice metal pedal mm -hmm. all the way up mm -hmm. to the fulcrum point where it's, you know, uh, reading the thing and then it's plastic. And then when I was looking in there and it's very uncomfortable to kind of be in the, the footwell, I was able to see that there was a little bit of wear happening um, on that piece of plastic where the pieces of metal that made the pedal housing mm -hmm. uh, were rubbing on that piece of plastic. It looks like it was rubbing on a line, which is exactly where uh, the Sasquatch's uh, pedal broke. And basically my theory is that different pedals are gonna be made slightly differently. His might've worn a little bit more and he might've been a little bit more aggressive on that pedal. Worn, he had it for a week. How do you wear something in a week? Well, it's a fun vehicle to fully <laughs> depress the pedal and fully undepress the pedal. I think that his probably was a little bit further scooched into this piece of metal or in like a very tight angle, which is a crack propagation point. Um, basically, it means that um, if you bend something that's like perfectly uniform, it's not going to break. If you put just a little tink in it, it could go snap because oh, it's weak. you're helping cracks propagate through there. And so I think that might be what happened to his pedal. So, I mean, to me, this is basic physics. I mean, you have a long fulcrum and there's tremendous torque at that joint. So why wouldn't you use a metal connector there? I mean, I know it's weight and cost and all that, but if he broke this within one week, I'm just worried that this is going to happen to a lot of them, including ours. Well, here's the funny point. My Model 3's accelerator pedal is made out of plastic. The whole thing. Okay. From from tip to tail, uh, just take a look. So, I mean, here's me wiggling my, mm -hmm. you know, Tesla Model 3 pedal. Uh, here is one that has been removed from the vehicle. You see that it's all plastic. Mm -hmm. Actually helps out quite a bit because the whole thing uh, was designed to be mashed on and to actually flex and not break. Also, I think it's a different kind of plastic. Mm -hmm. Again, the whole thing is allowed to flex instead of a big metal lever and the pedal on the Rivian is enormous, <laughs> which, you know, if you bend in the wrong way, it's just a huge lever that's trying to break this fulcrum. Right. I don't know. It's uh, 
we'll see what happens. And I mean, I should mention that we scheduled Rivian service for our R1T because Rivian now has a new service center here in Chelsea, Massachusetts. Rivian sent an awesome tech named David to fix our malfunctioning seatbelt tensioner. He arrived in a Rivian R1T, which was outfitted with these awesome drawers full of tools and parts in the gear tunnel. That was really cool. Um, But I do want to point out that we had scheduled an appointment a few weeks before that. And it was a no-show. Mm. We talked to David. It wasn't his fault. It sounds like they're having a lot of like communication, communication issues and stuff. But really cool to see that Rivian's got a mobile tech vehicle that is electric. I think that that's really cool. It really goes a long way with me, um, especially having such wonderful and friendly techs like David. He fixed a bunch of other stuff that we didn't even remember was wrong with our truck. He mm-hmm. like did a whole bunch of tests and, and was like, hey, I fixed this and I fixed that. And I was like, oh, well, thank you because I forgot. It wasn't on the top of my head, right. um, you know, because we're working and we're busy. Um, so it was really nice. But yeah, that first no show was kind of like, oh, what the heck is going on? And I do want to mention the Sasquatch got his pedal fix within a day. OK, so that's not uh, too bad. I mean, but if the design is problematic and it happens like on the highway. Uh, mm, no good. No good. It's a very strong reject. So let's switch back over to Tesla. It has been such a complicated ride when it comes to Tesla's autopilot offerings. Up until the other day, to get enhanced autopilot features like navigate on autopilot, auto lane change, auto park, summon, and smart summon, you had to spend $12,000 to purchase full self-driving. As we reported last week, Elon responded on Twitter to Trevor Page to please bring back Enhanced Autopilot, and it appears that Elon did it. So you can now get all these features for $6,000 as part of Enhanced Autopilot. If you'd like to add the traffic light and stop sign control and future full self-driving capabilities, like the upcoming auto steer on city streets, then you can spend an additional $6,000 for full self-driving. So is Tesla doing this because the take rate for full self-driving has dropped? I mean, that would be my guess. We don't know the exact number, but from what we've been hearing in the community, not a lot of people have $12,000 hanging around. I think, unfortunately, Elon has been touting these features for years, saying that they're coming this year for the past few years. And I think it's finally catching up to him. Elon admitted as much in the latest Tesla owner Silicon Valley Club interview, saying that he underestimated how hard it was to accomplish. But now he's confident. What would you say to the people that have said for several years, you've said it, it'll be this year, it'll be next year. What would you say to those people? It'll be this year. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Two Put that out. That'll be a big quote for six months. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, I think it's still tracking for this year. But as far as the, um, I'm going more for like the... Uh, yeah, why, why, did I, why was I overly optimistic in the past? Yeah. Uh, I did not understand the, just the, the scope of the problem. And you feel you do now? Yeah. Now, look, we'd all like to believe Elon, but how do we know that he's right about the timeline now when he seemed confident before? I mean, anyway, I think this is why Tesla had to separate the features. The take rate was dropping too low. They needed the extra revenue. $6,000 is a lot easier to sell for features that already exist rather than $12,000 for some features that don't. And let's face it, all these features that are going to be in Enhanced Autopilot are pretty great. Smart Summon is super fun. Um, It really helps sell the cars. All of this, uh, even just regular old Summon is just a really nice feature to have. Um, And the basic Autopilot, while extraordinarily useful, isn't as fun and gimmicky as some of these uh, Enhanced Autopilot features, which I think are really valuable in their own right. And I think that $6,000 is closer to a fair price for them. We did a poll on Patreon. We'll have the results on that later in the show. And, you know, if you want to help out our show, there's a quick, easy way to do it. Just hit that like button. 
Thank you. So the Boring Company moved into its new headquarters in Pflugerville, Texas, which is right outside of Austin, when it raised its $675 million of C-Round funding in April. Now it appears that the Boring Company has filed for a permit to dig a private access tunnel called the Colorado River Connector Tunnel on the Gigafactory, Texas property. Okay, so... Will this just be a small tunnel? That basically is used to get people around the Gigafactory campus, like between the buildings and stuff? Or maybe the idea is to connect it to the airport, uh, which isn't that far away, by the way, and then maybe continue on to downtown Austin. Remember that the Boring Company was in talks with Kyle, Texas, which is a town about 25 miles away. If that was true, if there was a tunnel from, say, Kyle, Texas, up to the Gigafactory, over to the airport, and then over to Austin, talk about making commuting easier for employees. Because I got to imagine a lot of people have moved to Austin to work for Tesla. We know that real estate prices are going through the roof. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to probably move further and further from Austin. If you can just hop into the boring tunnel to get to work. I mean, you'd have to drive an EV. <laughs> Not a problem. I mean, it, it could be that they would open a shuttle service or, that's or even put in a subway or something like that. Yeah. I mean, this could be a lot like the Las Vegas loop tunnel. Mm -hmm. So according to Tesla YouTuber Spoken Reviews, his new made in Texas Model Y had an option in the Tesla app under the upgrades tab to buy acceleration boost for an additional $2,000. The boost claimed to have improved 0 to 60 time from 4.8 seconds to 4.2 seconds. He said he bought the vehicle June 8th and the option appeared on June 12th. And then 10 days later, on June 21st, the option disappeared. Now, he didn't purchase the upgrade, so we don't know if it actually did improve the acceleration. And I can understand why Tesla would offer it, obviously to increase revenue. But my question is, why did Tesla remove it? So, I mean, could it have been that it wasn't supposed to be an offered upgrade in that maybe the Texas Model Y wasn't ever made to have a, an acceleration boost and it actually wouldn't have worked? So like a mistake or was it like they jumped the gun and they weren't ready with the firmware? And I don't know. Uh, go check out Spoken Reviews channel for more updates on his Model Y. And it's cool that Spoken Reviews Model Y has the 4680s and he's found out they have a capacity of 67.5 kilowatt hours. Also, speaking of the Made in Texas Model Y, it appears that this version has just had a price increase from $59,990 to $61,990, just like the other versions. So in Tesla owner Silicon Valley latest interview, part three with Elon, he said this about Cybertruck. Ryan has 52 Cybertrucks on order. Oh, really? Okay. We need to get on that. I mean, I, 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 the design at least finally is, is, is locked and, and we're... For sure locked? Yeah, it's locked. Uh, for sure, locked. <laughs> Pencils down. Uh, yeah, seriously, the we got, we got too carried away with the. Anyway, that that <laughs> features it, it, features. Blade Runner. Um, Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> Just kept changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't catch that, quote, we need to get on that meaning the Cybertruck production, at least the design is finally locked. We got too carried away with the design updates. There you have it. The design is now locked in. Yeah, I mean, that's a great step forward because now it means that designers and engineers can now start to figure out how to build it. And look, we're no longer talking about a startup EV company. Tesla has designed and mass produced five models so far. Now, is this a complete departure from the existing lineup? Sure. It's a geometric stainless steel exoskeleton. It is not the same as a stamped body panel. But the powertrain is something that they are good at. And I don't know, but I think there's a good chance that they could pull off a Q1 uh, 2023 initial delivery schedule. Right. I mean, it's probably not going to be a fast ramp up. Like all new models, it's going to take a while to get it figured out. But as long as they can make about 100 or so in Q1, 
I know we're going to be happy because, I mean, we're at the top of the list. Look, we are not going to keep this Cybertruck in a garage. We are going to be getting out there, butts in seats, traveling around, making sure that everyone can check it out. So I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. And if you're excited about Cybertruck and you want to talk about it all day long like I do, then head over to our sponsors, the Cybertruck Owners Club. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. And you can find your place in line. So you guys know about our Now Let's Review channel, right? You don't? Well, well, you should. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people lately who are starting to look into e-bikes, right? And the problem is a lot of them go to stores to check them out. I've heard people going to REI and stuff, which is great, but it's overwhelming. You get to the store and they ask you questions like, well, what size hub motor do you want? And where do you want the seat location? And you get overwhelmed. Here's what you should do. I got a little hack. Subscribe to Now Let's Review. Watch a few reviews with Jesse and Ethan. And before you know it, you'll be speaking the e-bike lingo. And you'll be finding out about a lot of bikes that you're not going to be seeing in those stores and they're going to cost a lot less money. Right. I mean, this review that we just did for Zoo's Bikes has all of us here really excited because these could be our new favorite bikes. You got to watch Ethan's review to see why he loves them so much. I have to say they really bring me back to my childhood. Me too. Like, I didn't think this was going to be my kind of bike. It just it looked like, well, that's a kid's bike. But it's actually the one I go to now for all of our bike rides because it's just so much fun. Anyway, go check it out. I think you're really going to like it. Really cool that they're an American company and that you can get good service and, I mean, a really good price for a really well-made bike. So we brought you an in-depth recently with our friend Mike Tidwell from the Chesapeake Climate Action Network. It's Mike's job to lobby for us, the people on Capitol Hill, to get things like climate change and EV tax credit legislation passed. Well, Mike was telling us about the politics behind Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who has been holding up the EV tax credit portion of the bill, among other things. You remember the $7,500 EV tax credit and went away for companies like Tesla and GM because they hit the 200,000 EV limit. But now the talk is bringing it back for all manufacturers for five years. Yeah, it seems that Manchin has decided he doesn't want that $4,500 union made bonus part of the credit. Remember, if it was going to be a union made vehicle. Vehicle, you could get an additional $4,500 off. Doesn't seem like he wants that. So uh, that part is out. But the $7,500 EV tax credit is still on the table. So please, please reach out to your senators and tell them that you support the EV tax credit. All right, Americans, do you need another talking point with your friends and family as to why Teslas are a great choice? You mean besides being the safest, most energy efficient, fun to drive, high tech cars with the world's largest fast charger network? Yeah, if you need another real American reason. What's that? Take a look at Cars.com's 2022 American Made Index. It's a list of the most American made cars as determined by location of final assembly, percentage of U.S. and Canadian parts, powertrain origin and U.S. manufacturing employees relative to the automaker's footprint. And there you have it. Number one is the Tesla Model Y and number two is the Tesla Model 3. The Model X and S follow closely at five and six. If you're wondering why that is, the S and X get their batteries from Panasonic in Japan, whereas the 3 and Y get their cells from Panasonic in Gigafactory, Nevada. You mean Teslas aren't Italian cars? <laughs> exactly. It's easy to forget that Teslas are American made because they're so nice. At the Cutter Economic Forum, hosted by Bloomberg's editor-in-chief, John Micklethwaite, Elon clarified earlier statements about reducing Tesla's employee headcount. Elon reminded us that Tesla has about one third of its workforce as salaried employees and two thirds is hourly. He said that Tesla plans to reduce the salaried workforce by about 10% in the next three months and increase the hourly headcount. 
So to sum up, Tesla plans to reduce their workforce by about three to three and a half percent total. Elon explained that this is because Tesla grew very fast and hired more salaried employees than was needed. So it's not really the 10 percent reduction that everyone's talking about, because that's 10 percent of one third of the company, which is a little confusing. It's math. And I, I and it started a lawsuit. I mean, uh, there's some people who are suing him because you're supposed to report to the SEC if you're going to do something that big. Um, and Elon kind of argued here, look, you you got the math wrong. It wasn't that big. And by the way, in just a few months, they'll probably have more employees than they have now. Of course. Again, this is just part of the FUD that we have to go through with Tesla because everyone wants to just read the headlines instead of doing the work. Here's an interesting uh, tweet that I want to pull out as a story. Michael Sheets tweeted this out. He said, SpaceX urged the FCC to investigate whether Dish and Michael Dell affiliates RS Access filed intentionally misleading reports in the battle over 12 gigahertz broadband, a fight SpaceX representative described as an unlikely but existential threat to Starlink. Yeah, Elon responded saying their attempt to bait and switch satellite spectrum for cellular spectrum is super shady and unethical. If they are successful, it would hurt the least served and completely underserved of the world. Very messed up. Okay, so what is this all about? So what we're talking about here is that the uh, DISH network, you may have seen the gray dishes. They want to use a certain band of the radio spectrum, uh, which is in the 12 gigahertz band, which is what Starlink currently uses to communicate between uh, your Dishy McFlatface and uh, the satellites above. And what Dish is proposing is to use 12 gigahertz as a uh, cellular uh, network, which would impede very heavily on Starlink. Um, it's the FCC's job to determine who gets to use what portions of the radio spectrum uh, in order to, you know, facilitate communications. Yeah, SpaceX says that using this 12 gigahertz for 5G would cause interference in a 13 mile or 21 kilometer radius. And so it would essentially cause a total disruption of Starlink network 74 percent of the time. Now, why do you think DISH is proposing this? Um, well, why, why do you think? What does DISH provide? What? I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. All right. So what can we do about it? I think that we should definitely try and contact the FCC. They haven't made any kind of public um, comment thing about this yet, but I think that it's important to try and reach out to them. All right. So we're going to post the FCC website down below. Here are their board members, Twitter accounts, at least for three of them. So tweet at them, email them, call them, let them know how you feel because uh, they are the FCC and they do work for you. So some disappointing news from Toyota. The recently debuted BZ4X EV has been recalled because the hub bolts could loosen, resulting in the wheels falling off the car. Quote from Toyota, after low mileage use, all of the hub bolts on the wheel can loosen to the point where the wheel can detach from the vehicle. If a wheel detaches from the vehicle while driving, it could result in a loss of vehicle control, increasing the risk of a crash. The cause of the issue and the driving patterns under which this issue could occur are still under investigation. I guess this is why you don't have wimpy armed Will installing the hub bolts. The only good news is that Toyota hasn't been producing them fast. They've delivered less than 300 of them to customers. So just because finger tight Larry was the last guy to give these cars a once over, I I'm not going to hold this against the BZ4X, but I would like the people who keep telling me that legacy OEMs know how to make cars. Would you shut the f up for once? Because you're not right. Yeah, it wasn't even an electrical problem. It's something cars have had for over 100 years, and you'd think Toyota would be pretty good at it by now. Well, here's something we can all be glad about. GM is finally adding plug-in charge to the Chevy Bolt and Bolt EUV. Ooh, plug-in charge. That sounds good. What's that? Uh, well, this is where you could pull into a charging station, mm -hmm. 
plug in mm -hmm. and the car will charge. So automatically. So without you having to do anything. So what? Isn't this quite a common thing? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You essentially have a credit card on file. You plug in. The car tells the station who the car is. The station looks up to see what account is associated with that car. It charges your card and it starts charging automatically. Uh, yeah, Tesla's done this for years. Okay, okay. You don't have to rub it in. Chevy has it now too, okay? But that's not the whole story. Check this out. GM said drivers with an EVgo account, active OnStar connected services, and the GM brand app for their vehicle, my Chevrolet, my Cadillac, my GMC, must perform a one-time activation of plug-in charge within the app. Once activated, they can simply plug in the charging cable and energy will start to flow to their vehicle. No additional steps needed. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, did you read that little part that said active OnStar connected services account? That's not free. Wait, what? Yeah, OnStar costs $24.99 a month or more. But wait, that's $300 a year. Are you sure that that's required to set it up? I'm just reading straight off the press release. Yikes. 300 bucks a year just to have a feature that I've had since day one in my Tesla and that many EVs have had for a while. I mean, how much money did I save by buying a Tesla? <laughs> um, uh, over $1,000? Yeah, this is so typical of the big car companies. They're always looking for ways to just nickel and dime, nickel and dime you. And it's like, why would you need an OnStar account to do this? Because I would like to point out, it. you might be saying, well, the car needs to communicate. The car does not need to communicate. It communicates through the cable. Right. The car just says, I am car number 1253968. And the, and the thing goes, let, let me, me see here. here. Oh, 56938. Oh, that's Zach's car. We'll charge his credit card. They, they do not need any OnStar connected services. So we've covered the Bargersville, Indiana Police Department before on this show. Oh, right. They were one of the first police departments to get a Tesla Model 3, right? Yeah. Back in 2019, they got their first one, but they now have seven Teslas, and now they just ordered two more. Bargersville officer Jeremy Roll said that the Teslas in the fleet cost just $60 a month to fuel compared to a gas cruiser, which costs over $550 a month. Wait, and they have seven of them, so they're saving over $3,000 a month? Yeah, and with their eighth and ninth ones on the way, they could be saving over $53,000 a year just in fuel costs. <laughs> wow. I mean, talk about thinking ahead. I mean, they thought they'd be saving when gas was $2.70 a gallon. Looks like they were even more correct. Yeah, and they're not the only department looking to switch. San Antonio, Texas will be getting a Model Y and a Mach-E as well. And we talked to the Westport Police Department about their Model 3. If you haven't seen that in depth, uh, we've got it right over here. Yeah, over 600,000 people have seen it. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of police officers. I hope so. So we talk all the time on this channel about how we're hitting the tipping point for EVs. Here's another bit of data to back that up. Take a look at this chart from Fiat Group World of the top 110 best-selling vehicles globally for 2021. Now, we're talking the world, 106 markets from around the planet, and we're talking every type of vehicle, from SUVs to sedans to pickup trucks, and from gas-powered, diesel-powered, hybrids, and pure electric. And what do you see at number nine? Number nine, number nine, number nine. Beating out the Honda Accord and the Honda Civic is the Tesla Model 3 having sold 508,000 units worldwide in 2021. That's up 40% from 2020. 
Tesla has the only pure EV on the top 10 list. Now, Tesla sold 930,000 cars last year, and this year they are projected to sell over 1.5 million. My guess is that next year at this time, we'll see the Model Y surpass the Model 3 on this list of one of the best-selling vehicles globally. So I'm hoping next year we've got two EVs in the top 10. Wow and they'll both be Teslas. So Tesla is holding their annual meeting for shareholders on August 4th. Tesla stockholders as of June 6th are eligible to enter a drawing to go to the shareholder meeting at one Tesla road in Austin, Texas. That Where means that? you're gonna be at the Gigafactory. <laughs> and if any of you end up going, uh, please send us some photos. We'll put the link down below to where you can uh, enter the drawing if, if you own some shares of Tesla. Yeah. So if you had an extra $300,000 burning hole in your wallet, what car would you buy? $300,000. Could, could I buy more than one car? Could I buy like multiple Model Ys, for instance? Because for that much, I could buy like four or five of them. No, you got to buy one car. Okay, so I guess I'd wait for the Tesla Roadster for $250,000. And with the money left over, I'd buy the Cold Thruster Rocket Package. Could I interest you in a Cadillac? Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. We're talking about EVs, right? I mean, because you know you'll never get me in a gas car again. Right, I'm talking about an electric Cadillac. I'm talking about the 2024 Cadillac Celestique. It's going to be hand-built at GM's plant in Warren, Michigan. Only about 500 per year will be made. How much is it again? $300,000. $300,000? What does it look like? Oh, well, here's a picture for you. What do you think? That's like a weird photo of the front quarter panel. Can I see like another photo? Sure. How about this? Amazing, right? What, what am I looking at? Okay. How about this? Is, is that a headrest? That's, uh, that's the seat, yeah. What do you think of that? How, how about this one? How about this one? Are those seat controls? I mean, I just want to see a big photo of the car. Okay, okay. How about this? Transformative. Am I right? Is that the center console? What, what am I looking at? Look, stop. Okay. <laughs> what? That's all the photos that GM released. So, okay, I'll stop. You're telling me that GM is going to make 500 Cadillac Celestiques per year at $300,000 each. That's the starting price, yes. That's just the starting price. Uh-huh. Uh, did I mention that it will have a screen that's even bigger than the 33-inch Cadillac Lyric? But it's $300,000. Did I tell you that it will have all-wheel drive and have all-wheel steering? It'll make turning corners a dream. And, and the glass roof can be made more or less transparent by each passenger in each quadrant of the roof. Please tell me you have some other stats like range, zero to 60, even just a photo of the whole car. Uh, GM said that they should be revealing a prototype as early as next month. So be patient. Let me just get this straight. If I have $300,000 burning a hole in my wallet and I want a new car, you think I'm going to go down to a GM dealership and buy a Cadillac with it? I'm not going to buy a Roadster? Um, it's it's called a Celestique with a Q. Okay. Don't be don't confuse it with celery stick. Okay. <laughs> Very different things. Hey, and if you'd like to share some of the stories you've seen on today's show, but you don't want to share the whole show, head on over to the Now You Know Clips channel, subscribe, and you'll be able to share those clips really easy because we chop them into little bite-sized pieces. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. And I want to again thank Henson Shaving every uh every week. I have a nice, wonderful shave by my awesome shaver. Um, you can go pick up yours and get 200 free shaves by using the discount code now you know when you check out with your new henson razor that's right you get 100 free blades each blade has two sides so you can shave 200 times with a brand with a fresh new, new wow brand new blade 
Um, it's one of the most amazing razors I've ever used. It's highly precisioned aluminum. You can also get the fancy titanium one if you love titanium. Again, head on over to HensonShaving.com right now. All right, I think this is pretty exciting into the future kind of news. GM's autonomous driving division, Cruise, started actually taking paid fares last week for its autonomous driverless taxi service in San Francisco. Now, the program is still quite limited. There's only about 30 cars and it only covers about a third of San Francisco. But now, instead of being a free service, Cruise is actually getting paid to drive customers around the city autonomously in these electric Chevy Bolts. Let's remember, Cruise started in 2013 and was acquired by GM in 2016. So the driverless service is now only in the northwest area of San Francisco between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., which is basically low traffic, low pedestrian hours. Cruise CEO Kyle Vocht says that he expects Cruise will expand to hundreds of vehicles covering the entirety of San Francisco by the end of the year. So Cruise has a wait list for users, so you can go to Cruise's website, sign up to be let in as a potential user. The price is very similar to an Uber or a Lyft right now, but Vogue says that it should drop in price dramatically because you're not paying for a human driver, which is about one third of the cost of the ride. And I mean, if you do get a ride, please send us a video of it. Um, and what I've heard from the CEO is that a lot of people are getting in for their first rides in a driverless taxi. They're kind of freaked out, mm -hmm. right? Because they're looking over at this moving steering wheel. Um, and then this miraculous thing was happening that in three or four minutes, people just kind of relaxed and they got used to it and it became no big deal. And I think that's kind of um, common for humans that in your mind, you think I'll never be able to do that thing. And then when you do that thing, you're like, oh, it's just a thing. So, yeah, if you get a ride, I want to see the whole thing. Basically, I want to see if uh, after three or four minutes you've you calm down. I don't I don't think I would, but I don't know. All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by EcoWare. And if you want to get some really cool designs on T-shirts, flip-flops, mugs, uh, head on over to EcoWare. Everything is carbon offset. Your entire purchase from the production, the shipping, the life cycle, and then we plant multiple trees for every order. And we help cap methane spewing abandoned oil wells with the Well Done Foundation. So make your purchase carbon negative. Start positive conversations today with carbon negative products at EcoWare. Swedish electric boat maker Candela just released images of their latest boat, the P-12 Shuttle. Now, we actually talked about this with Candela's founder and CEO, Gustav Hasselskog, a couple weeks ago. You can see that interview over on our Disruptive Investing channel. And another fascinating aspect of this, I mean, we, we're going to have the first boat uh, delivered to uh, the public transportation system in Stockholm. One of the things in Stockholm that sort of limits a bit the use of boats, although Stockholm is just a lot of islands, a lot of water. It's all these speed limits you have on water. But once you take away the wake, as we do, uh, then you open up that topic. And uh, so on some stretches, we should be able to to have the commuting time, whether you go by car or, or boat or subway. And then you're going to see a lot of flow into these type of, of uh, transportation systems. Yeah, I'm really excited about what they're working on over at Candela because they have taken this first principles approach to boats. Instead of pushing a hull through water, they lift the boat out of the water using hydrofoils. So what makes this new 30 passenger P-12 shuttle so cool is that by lifting it up out of the water, you get lower operating costs, a smooth ride, 
no wake, which by the way, it means it can travel at faster speeds in crowded harbors. And because it's cheaper to operate, you don't have to have this large 300 person ferry, you know, with diesel spewing out of it that just sits there a lot of the time at the dock waiting for passengers. Instead of two departures per day, the P-12 will depart every 11 minutes and Candela will begin its pilot program in Stockholm, Sweden for nine months starting next year. So again, if you happen to be in Stockholm, go for a ride on this and please send us some footage. I can't wait to see what that is like. All right, it's time for sunspots. Now, a couple weeks ago, we reported on Tesla's VPP in Texas. Now, Tesla has launched another virtual power plant in California. Pacific Gas and Electric has partnered with Tesla, allowing Tesla Powerwall owners to opt in to this VPP program and collect, get this, $2 for every kilowatt hour their Powerwall delivers during an emergency load event. Hang on, wait a minute. Now, normally we talk about electricity prices being in the like 16 to 25 cents per kilowatt hour range. You just said $2 per kilowatt hour. Yeah. So let's say you're part of this program and let's say that you have two power walls and you delivered 10 kilowatt hours to help stabilize the grid during an emergency load event. Okay. You'd be looking at getting $20 for basically nothing. And that's just one event. Right. I mean, during the summer, for example, these events can happen quite often. Uh, They're basically times when the grid has a lot of sudden demand from something like a heat wave where people are all turning on their ACs at the same time. Tesla's VPP means that the grid doesn't have to fire up a gas power plant and can instead take clean, stored up battery energy for much cheaper. All right, so how big is this VPP? Tesla says there are about 50,000 power walls that could be eligible. So that could be about 500 megawatt hours. That is not a small virtual battery. And if you're wondering like, okay, this must just be an introductory offer. How could they give you $2 per kilowatt hour? Think about it for a second. Nobody wants to have to fire up a gas power plant and pay all that money when they could just for a few seconds or minutes take the power from a battery. It's extremely cost effective for Pacific Gas and Electric. That's why they're doing it. It's not like they're doing it to be nice or something like that. Firing up a gas power plant is extraordinarily expensive. And I got to tell you, I'm living proof of this. I get paid all the time for my utility to use my power wall. So when you're thinking like, well, those are so expensive, they are. But first of all, they back up your power and then you can get paid for them. And if you're like, well, maybe I would like some batteries and solar for my house, but I have a lot of questions. Well, you can call up our friends at EnergyPal. They have all the answers. They'll give you those answers for free because they don't charge you for it. And you're like, how's that possible? Well, they charge your installer. Go check out the link down below. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you and you'll get all your questions answered. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. Send them on in to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we have this week, Jess? So, you know, our friend Robert, he sent us two amazing videos so far. Oh, right. Up in Alaska. Electric Adventures in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Well, Robert is back to update us about his Model 3 adventure to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. And this week... I'm attempting to make it all the way up to Prudhoe Bay, Dead Horse, Alaska, and back down. All right, 69 miles north of the RV park in Fox, Alaska, we've arrived at the beginning of the Dalton Highway. Tesla Model 3 Performance at the Arctic Circle, Dalton Highway, Alaska, latitude 6633. So this is where I've been staying at in Coldfoot Camp, little RV park here. The RV park here doesn't quite have RV outlets. They've got these NEMA 520s, which if you have the right adapter for them, you get five extra amps of charge compared to a NEMA 515. So good news in Coldfoot, they were able to hook me up with the NEMA 650 welding outlet here at the shop. 
So that's gonna decrease my travel time substantially, especially on the trip back down. And of course I had to stop in the historic town of Wiseman, 63 miles north of the Arctic Circle. All right, I made it to Dead Horse, Prudhoe Bay. There's my car beside the side. Welcome to Dead Horse, Alaska, end of the Dalton Highway. So there's my proof. I got the Tesla all the way up here. Now I gotta find a place to charge and I still gotta get back. I'm not looking forward to that trip. The Aurora Hotel. This is where I'm staying at in Dead Horse, Prudhoe Bay. Pretty sweet place. Let me charge on NEMA 520 heater block outlet. Just enough for after two nights to get me started back down south tomorrow. Whew. All right, here we go. Oh boy. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> All right, going over the mighty Yukon River Bridge, except in reverse because I didn't think to record it on the drive up. So I made it back to Fairbanks here at the DC Fast Chargers at Golden Valley Electric. As you can see, the dirt is just caked on. It's gonna take a miracle to get all this off. Coming down the side here. Oh, it's coming off. I'm probably gonna have to scrub it a good bit. Oh yeah. But apart from all the dirt, I didn't uh, come away empty-handed as far as the casualties is concerned. You look down here at my grill we call it that these days you can see that that's uh broken so but that was due to an inverted pothole of all things that's what i call them so can a tesla make it all the way up to dead horse prudhoe bay alaska now you know he did it congratulations robert I mean, we believe that you are the first EV to round trip to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. Others have tried. One made it there and had to truck it back. But you round tripped it. Thank you so much for documenting your trip and proving that EVs can drive pretty much anywhere. I loved seeing Robert take a dip in the Arctic Ocean. Robert, you rock, man. And Robert got a lot of attention when he was up there. Uh, there was a Facebook post that got hundreds of comments. And then Robert got interviewed on KUAC FM radio station while he was there. So he's spreading the love about <laughs> EVs. Thank you so much, Robert. Wow. I'm very impressed. All right. It's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We got a bunch for you today, along with an Investor Club bonus story. So head on over to patreon.com slash now, you know. And if you haven't heard of it before and you're like, what is that? Just head on over there for as little as a buck a month. You can support us on the show, get access to all of the bonus stories every week and you'll be feeling good about yourself because you'll be like i support zach and jesse so thank you we'll see you there All right, we are back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for our shout outs. These are patrons who support us for $5 or more a month. They get into our end credits and they make this show possible. Jesse, who do we have this week? We have Alan Brush. We have Chris. Bill Matthews. Marnie Coffey. John Pfeiffer. Penny and James Burns. Rob. Alvin Colkind. Mark Machusen. Audrey Nelson. Bob Pankritz. And Sylvan Ledoux. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, so we had a poll this week over on Patreon, which anyone at the $2 perk level can answer. Uh, what was our question? Do you think it was smart for Tesla to unbundle full self-driving? What did our Patreon say? They said uh, that they did think that it was smart. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's actually going to be a big revenue grab. It's a good idea. All right, it's time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. And Andrea said, worrying birth rates in Italy in just eight years, there will be 1.6 million fewer citizens, Elon. Elon said, trending to emptiness. Yeah, and here's a chart of countries with low birth rates. And... Uh, 
Elon says that this is the biggest problem. He keeps saying it week after week. I feel like someday we're going to be like, wasn't there someone who warned us about this? I love seeing video of Cybertruck. <laughs> Check this out. And Elon says CGI IRL because it looks like it's uh, fake. Elon then asked, what is your favorite cheese? The sheer variety of cheese is amazing, but sometimes they're out of stock. And of course, he posted the Monty Python cheese shop routine. Venezuelan beaver cheese. Not today, sir, no. If you haven't seen that, by the way. Stop right now and watch it. Just do yourself a favor and watch it. Uh, Elon went on to say some great suggestions in the comments. Uh, so before we go on, uh, do you have a favorite cheese? Because I will just share mine with you. Okay. Uh, mine is the ricotta salata, which is a very hard, salty ricotta. Mm. Hard to find, but you can find it at Whole Foods. Um, very refreshing in the summer. How about mm. you? I like a good Swiss cheese. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Something. Or like a sharp cheddar. Would you like to know what Elon's favorite cheese is? Sure. He says, I love many cheeses. So hard to say that a particular one is best, but maybe Stilton. Elon said, Twitter me and real life me are quite different. Ha ha. And then Elon said, AI gets better every day. And uh, looking at this cartoon, there's a bunch of things on the floor that used to be believed humans couldn't do, like recognizing faces and uh, playing chess. And then they think, you know, AIs won't be able to play baseball. And of course, the idea here is that uh, probably they're going to be able to do all that. Mm -hmm. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. And remember, we love your stories, your photos, your videos. Send them on in to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. We have the best community in the world. I love learning about what's going on. Jonathan from Barcelona sent us this photo he took of a Nissan Leaf police cruiser from the Catalonian Autonomous Region in Spain. He said this would be the equivalent of the state police in the U.S. Nice. Katie sent us this picture of an R1T in St. Louis. And, uh, yep, temp tags. That's so funny. I mean, I, I don't. They're probably legal in Missouri. They're not legal in Massachusetts. But I've seen five or six Rivians, including ours, that came with temp tags. Yeah, Massachusetts, get with the times. I, it Make it true. easier I to mean, register cars here. Seriously, Mark sent us these Rivians at the L.A. Pride Parade. Yeah, and uh, one of those, the R1S, which uh, we should be getting this fall. Oh, okay. And while Daryl waits for his Cybertruck, he sent us this picture of a Model Y he spotted while walking in Redwood Shores, California. It's pink. It's pink. It's I a cool wrap. No, I think that's a wrap. Martin sent us this. He said, hey, Zach and Jesse, I borrowed a Tesla Model 3 Standard Range Plus from 2019 in Stockholm on June 3rd and went on a 3,000 kilometer long road trip in Norway and back until the 9th of June with three other people. It was my first vacation since pandemic began, and it was the best vacation ever so far, not only due to the jaw dropping places, but also due to several other factors, such as I'm afraid to drive cars. I have permanent damage to my lower back, have had to take regular pauses when sitting and loud noise and vibrations makes me feel ill. While driving the Tesla first time in my life, I have felt like it's Christmas Eve every day. My sanity was high. My back didn't hurt. I was not tired. I didn't need anyone to switch with me. And the charging was so fast as after stopping for a toilet and quick drink or eat break, we were able to continue our journey without any low range anxiety feelings. I am waiting for 4680 Productions and placing my order in the near future. Below is a screenshot from the approximate path in Google Maps. But due to the limited number of waypoints, I couldn't show the full 3000 kilometer length. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Martin. I really appreciate it. Our buddy Bill in Wisconsin tweeted out what his friend in a Jeep spent on just one gas station fill up. OK, so 76 bucks versus what Bill spends in his whole month to charge his Tesla. Thirty eight dollars. Are you seeing this? Bill drives for a month and spends less than half of what his friend in the Jeep spends on a single fill up. 
All right, it's time for supercharger reviews, but first we have a beautiful supercharger, and this, by the way, is uh, your grandfather sending us a destination charger review from Grindelwald, Switzerland. I'm in Grindelwald, Switzerland, and we're staying at the Gletschergarten Hotel, which happens to have three destination chargers, Tesla destination chargers. At the moment, there is a BMW charging, so there's one, and there's two being used, and there's even a third one behind it. It's a terrific hotel, and you can charge up. Thank you, Papa. Yeah, he says it's one of the best hotels, so if you're going to be in Switzerland, he highly recommends oh, you stay wow. there, especially now that they've got a Tesla destination charger. All right, let's see what we got for new superchargers out in the world. Hi, Zach and Jesse. It's Carrie and Tim from Milpitas, California. We are taking a road trip uh, to and from Minnesota, stopping along the way. Today we're in St. Peter, uh, Minnesota, and we are at a 250 kilowatt supercharger. There are eight charging stations. I will try to show you that. I hope this is getting on my camera. And we have the Hy-Vee supermarket behind us. So we just stopped and were able to get something there. Uh, it's very, very windy today. And, um, but there's, yeah, very convenient to come here. And um, so that's it, now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. I'm Alex, Vista, California, off Vista Village Drive. And there's about 20 superchargers coming soon uh, it's right near the 78 freeway and around here is a five guys burger place a starbucks a chipotle a swami's and a panera bread if i was to give these tesla superchargers a rating i'd say about 11 out of 10. awesome thank you hi now you know community this is Lane at the Cedar Rapids, Iowa, eight-star Gen 3 new superchargers. Its location is not the best because it's half a mile from the interstate. There is a DQ across the street and the chargers are located in a Hy-Vee parking lot that has a Starbucks and a cafe inside. I'll give it a seven out of 10 overall. Now you know. What's up, Zach and Jesse? I'm Nicole from Willow Mint Props on YouTube, and I am here at the Mikasuki Plaza. Now, if you're familiar with South Florida, there's an East Coast and a West Coast, and this is the only plaza that's in between when you're on Alligator Alley. Alligator Alley is not the type of road or highway that you wanna break down on because that's why it's called Alligator Alley. You're literally driving through the middle of the Everglades and so there's nothing really around and this is the only gas station and now they finally have a supercharger station and there are 12 stalls and they actually just built the brand new gas station over there and they have a Dunkin Donuts so that's pretty cool and I would say I rate this a 9 out of 10 because obviously it saves you when you might not have a full charge to get from one side of Florida to the next. And so, yeah, I'm pretty happy that it's here. And now you won't have to break down on the scariest highway in South Florida. Now you know.
Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. We really appreciate you doing them. You can head over to our website, nowyouknowchannel.com, and we have a Supercharger Reviews section where you can see all the reviews on a map and you can even submit your own. All right, we got a lot of new superchargers in the world today. Let's check them out. Number 129 in Germany is the 12 stall in Wetzlar, Germany. The 28 stall in Halmstad, Sweden. The 20 stall in Tornus, France. The first supercharger in Latvia, the four stall 150 kilowatt in Rezekne, Latvia. Congratulations, Latvia. Number 101 in Florida is the 12 stall at Hylea, Florida. Number eight in Ireland is the eight stall in Athenry, Ireland. Number 44 in New Jersey is the 12 stall in Cranford, New Jersey. Number three in Rhode Island is the eight stall in Richmond, Rhode Island. Number 108 in France is the 16 stall in Brest, France. Number 98 in the UK is the 12 stall in Oxford, Redbridge, UK. Number 30 in Indiana, the 12 stall in Fort Wayne, Illinois Road, Indiana. Number 78 in Texas is the 12 stall in Amarillo at East Interstate 40 in Texas. Number 45 in Spain is the 8 stall in Fuenlabrada, Spain. Number 64 in Sweden is the 3 stall in Mala, Sweden. Number 21 in Wisconsin is the 8 stall in Janesville, Wisconsin. There's the 6 stall in Osaka at Omigachi, Japan. Number 48 in Japan is the 3 stall at Kawasaki, Japan. And number 287 in California, number 1410 in the U.S., number 3516 in the world is the 7 stall in Soledad at H. De La Rosa Street in California. Woo, nice. All over the place. Yes. All right, so we got some Patreon comments of the week. Uh, Ulrich said, Teslas are the next best thing to teleporting machines. You arrive at the end of a trip, no matter how long, and you're not tired. My daughter, when she was a toddler, actually experienced our Honda Accord at the time as such a machine. She would fall asleep the minute the car started moving and would only wake up when she arrived. And yeah, it's so true. As an adult, you almost can get that. Now, don't fall asleep yet, by the way. Uh, we're not at full level five, full self-driving. Yeah. And Jorge says, I think you guys shine a good light on Elon showing how human he really is and why even logical things sometimes escape the best of us until it's pointed out in the right way. Elon is not a Republican. He is pro-progress and seeks it in any way possible. In the Masters of Scales podcast with Reed Hoffman, he constantly points out that at their days at PayPal, it was impossible to put out all the fires that were going on, especially with customer services, and they had to let them burn, but keep moving forward on what was going to ensure the company would not go under. Their fear at the time was eBay kicking them out. And I think this gives tremendous insight, and thank you, Jorge, for this, because Elon knows that you can't handle every single last problem. As annoying as that might be to mm -hmm. customers, sometimes you have to just keep focusing ahead. And I think we see this, especially in service, mm. where there's a small number of people who are like, there's no parts at my service center or I've been waiting for weeks. And instead of putting super high priority on that, Elon is like, yeah, but I also know that I got to be focusing on these other problems. So, yes, for a small number of us, that's annoying. But for the bigger picture, I think it is kind of smart. Yeah. Although he has taken some steps recently to like address service and I think that's because he's realized that it's become a larger problem yeah. um, and I think that it's it's great that he's focusing on it but yeah I mean he is only human uh, and I think that a lot of people forget that they just say well I think that Elon should work on this I think Elon should work on that it's like like if I called you up and tried to put some stuff on your plate, would you be like, oh, sure, of course I can take that on. Like, And most likely you're not working the hours that Elon is working. Oh my so God, yeah. I just, I do think that it is important to take a step back and, and like look at what he's accomplished. Um, yeah. and, and not just him. I, I also want to appreciate all the people who uh, work for all the different companies that, that he runs. Um, Thank you so much to everyone who's worked at Tesla, SpaceX, um, and and all of the you know, Boring Company. 
I appreciate having a brighter future every morning. It really does help me wake up. And we made it to the end of the show. Uh, I want to say a little quick thing here. I'm going to be hopping on a plane for Spain today. I'll re be reporting for the next couple weeks uh, from Spain. So if you don't see me in the seat, uh, that's where I'm at. But hopefully I'll be able to digitally, I don't know, the editors will probably be able to get me in here somehow, right? Yep. The video files are easy to send okay. through the internet these days. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to mention, if you guys haven't seen this, um, there's a three-part interview with Elon that we've kind of referenced for the past few weeks. It's done by the Tesla Owners Club Silicon Valley, um, and they got amazing access to Elon and asked him just so many great questions. It was just so he was just so relaxed and gave such honest answers. Uh, if you have the time, I would go watch those. We'll put the links down below. Um, just I mean, it's great to hear Elon when he's not like having to perform when he's mm. just like with amongst friends mm. um, and just some great in-depth like stuff that you're not going to hear anywhere else. So thank you guys for doing that interview. All right. We'll see you next time. Now, now you know. know. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.